Hello, everybody. This is Pilgrims of Prodigals here on a condenser mic. Condenser. Yes. <laughs> I was I was I was trying to make a science joke about condensation, and it just it wasn't going to make sense, so I didn't say it. Well, when you leave a cold beer sitting on a counter, this one's not very cold anymore. Oh man. Well, let's get you a cold one. Let's do it. Because for... we have because we have a mini fridge right next to the mic. For yeah, for whoever doesn't know that, here in the studio we have a mini fridge just chock full of beer. <sighs> yeah. So, anyways, uh, this is kind of like an improv episode. Very we... much so. Yeah, I'm not sure when we're gonna post this. Well, I'm sure if you're hearing it, we posted it. So. Ying you? Ying me, bro. Ying. Oh my goodness. Oh, look at that. Frosty. Ho-ho. You want that one? It's like Christmas time up in here or something. You guys want to hear this? <laughs> Dude, that like peaked. <laughs> so, uh, not much going on tonight, guys. We're just sitting here in the studio enjoying... Some good conversation, and me and Nate Very were good. me and Nate were sitting here talking about an idea, and we decided we'd go ahead and just hit the record button while we're talking about it. Because you um, you always have the best you always have the best responses, the most authentic responses the first time you talk about it. Yeah. So so we're like before thinking yeah, about it, before for, contemplating it for two weeks. We wanted to just share it now before yeah. we got any deeper into the conversation. Exactly. So, but we need to introduce you guys to the beginning of the conversation so that you have a context of why we're doing this right now. Go ahead and start it off. Share, right. share your journey with our pilgrims and prodigals. There you go. So I don't, I don't really know exactly where to start or how much detail to go into. Um... But Keith and I were just here preparing for a podcast we're doing this weekend uh, with a special guest um, to be announced later. TBA, bro. Um, TBA. Very excited about it. It's going to be a very unique topic, one that um, It's going to be out of this world. It, it, that is fair to say. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Fair to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. So... That's a good one. Huh? Uh, it was good. I'm <laughs> at a loss for words, actually, because I I can't second I can't I can't one up you, and I'm and I'm sad. <laughs> so we were, we were talking about um, kind of bullet points, you know, topics we're wanting to hit and questions we want to ask this said interviewee, and um, is that that's a term, right? I think it is. <laughs> Person to be interviewed. You might want to back off the mic just a little bit. So perfect. Um. We were we were just talking about all that, and it led me into a discussion of personal beliefs and um, kind of where I'm at mentally, spiritually, um, just you know, so forth. So we, we kind of I was talking about some dreams I had lately. Not to go into all the details there. Um, I don't really feel at liberty to do that. Don't really want to do that. But um, the gist was that I've had some dreams lately, not to over-spiritualize them, but um, just to talk about them 
you know, that obviously this stuff is going on in my mind and just wanting to be real and bounce it off somebody I trust. And, um, that's me. Hey, <laughs> and I, um, and I, you I, guys now. Well, yeah, totally. I mean, I don't know if Nate, any, I don't know if any listeners in Japan are trustworthy anymore. No one listens in Japan anymore. But if you're listening, oh, you are. <laughs> so let's run you away are. the few listeners we might have left. Over there. <laughs> you guys are welcome. Listen, if you are listening, <laughs> you are trustworthy. Okay, exactly. Um, if you're not, you don't know what we're talking about, so that's okay. Um. Anyway, so yeah, the the gist was that um, throughout the course of events in this dream, I was really using a lot of logic and I was using a lot of um, heart in the things I was saying. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know when I was in the dream that it was a dream. You know, sometimes you're in dreams and you kind of know that it's not real. You might not realize that you're sleeping or whatever, but you kind of just know that like you can do whatever without consequence. But other dreams, you're so convinced that it's real that like you live it exactly like you were um actually there you know like it was your actual life and that was one that that was my thinking on this dream is that this is totally real life and yeah i was having some very deep interaction and discussion with friends of mine about things that apparently are really big on my heart right now and i was getting really emotional and um heated and uh i ended up leaving the room that we were in and kind of walking home and um on the way uh home some things happened and i used again more logic and more judgment and more moral decisions that um eventually you know when i woke up i realized you know i was operating in that dream from start to finish as if it was real using logic using my heart doing what i knew was right and that included having a heated discussion with somebody about an argument we were having. So, yeah. um, a second dream had to deal with um, other spiritual realities that I came to realize were really heavy on my heart. So, um, that was actually this morning. So, I was on my way to work this morning. I was praying. I was really kind of soul searching and just asking for some answers. And um, I just came to realize that I'm in a place where... I'm no longer certain that I can honestly tell someone that I am just a Christian. Um, like in the traditional sense. In the like traditional the sense of a Christian. Bible believing. One, I'm not like, God I'm not necessarily. What he is in the Bible and all that stuff. Yeah. I, I'm not necessarily a full hearted believer in the standard American Christian gospel for sure, but even the standard modern history Christian gospel, I, I am a pursuer of truth. I believe, Hey, welcome to the podcast. Yeah. Like I, (laughs) you know, I've, I've always, I've always kind of scoffed at people that just call themselves themselves intellectuals, you know, and, people that are just open-minded are people that really are closed-minded to the gospel, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, that's was the method of thinking of the religion I was a part of for so long, not at large necessarily, but 
with the select group of people that I often interacted with. So, and not all of them, but, um, I, I, I don't want to digress here too much, but what I'm saying is I, I came to realize this morning in prayer that like, I am full heartedly seeking an interaction with a spiritual reality and a God that I believe exists and had some role in creating me. And I lean toward believing out of all other popular beliefs that that is the God of the Bible, either directly or loosely. And I have no reason not to believe in Jesus. You know, like I, I want to believe in Jesus. Yeah. Um, I feel I have a relationship with him and the spirit that he sent after he ascended. Like I, I do believe in those things and the Bible at large. Um, for the most part, I don't have issues with believing, but I'm just honestly finding myself in a place where I want to confess it before other people that I don't necessarily want to put the label of your typical Christian on me anymore. Keith kind of put it that he feels like from what I'm saying that he would say that I'm an agnosticized Christian and it looks like the recording just stalled out for no reason. No. Okay, but it didn't. It does Good. sometimes. All right. <laughs> um, but uh, he said you're an agnosticized theist leaning toward Christian values and Christian beliefs. And I, I told him, you know, I don't want to label myself and put that on me without looking at the exact definitions of all those things. But you know what? The definitions that matter the most are the ones that we create. And, um, mm. I think that deep bro, I, I really, I really feel like he hit the nail on the head. Like if Gnosticism to me means that I don't know, you know, to not know, um, the truth is I don't know, but I want to know yeah. and I'm seeking <clears throat> truth spiritually and scientifically. I don't think that scientific truth can exist without a spiritual truth and I don't think spiritual truth in the way we now experience it can exist without a scientific truth. And so or I'm trying at, to line them up. At most, spiritual truth doesn't really make sense without some kind of scientific backing behind it. Because of the reality in which we live. Yeah. Like, obviously, we, we, we live we, in a scientific, matter-filled world. So if your religion is just pseudo-intellectualness and everything... It, everything is spiritual and surpasses all physical things then there's what i'm saying is for to, for any religion to have any type of validity there has to see be some material some something tangible there has to be something tangible to it yes it can't just be all lofty ideas yeah and yeah. and and one of the, one of the reasons you know if somebody would ask me you know, um, and sorry if I'm long winded here, it's just very hard to explain where I'm at, but I, I want the viewers for those who know me to kind of see where I'm at. And for those who don't that feel the same way as me to maybe, you know, have something to grasp onto somebody to relate to them with. Like I, somebody might ask me where, you know, why am I where I'm at? And I would, to, to fully answer that, I'd have to explain from my earliest memory, you know, like uh, my life events and why they led me to the conclusions I've come to and the places in life I've come to, you know, the yeah. good, the bad, the ugly, but obviously I can't do that all in this podcast. So like in a nutshell, 
I'm on a place where I'm so desperate for answers. I'm so desperate for something to lean on as far as my understanding goes that, you know, the, the, the word says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him being God and he will make your path straight. And whether I believe that the, the, the Bible is the direct word of God, fully inspired, um, perfectly translated, yada, yada, yada is, is, you know, it's, it's on the table to discuss, but I, like I said, I, I do lean toward believing the Bible. So I'm going to believe that scripture. And if God's understanding is above my own, which it has to be, I want to find that understanding and I don't want to search yeah. for every answer by myself. Yeah. And, uh, for me personally, I remember, and I shared this with you talking to me, honestly, right now we're just recapping our conversation that we just had. Right. Cause we're so, going to, con- we're going to continue it once we from get to where we point. are, once yeah, we get yeah. to that point. Yeah. So what I told Nate at about this point in the conversation, I was like, yeah, man. Um, so for me, I kind of had that same mindset when I first got saved and then I kind of morphed God into whatever view the church that I was a part of kind of made him out to be, or the group of people that I was around kind of made God out to be. But before that, when I first got saved, I remember literally I was in a, a trade school in Edinburgh, Indiana. And I remember just walking around at night, staring up at the stars, like, God, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are, I want to follow you. And I had no, I didn't picture God as this Zeus looking creature up in the sky. Like I was telling Nate, God could literally just be a ball of matter that surpasses anything outside of this realm of existence. And I would be okay. Like God doesn't necessarily have to have this human form or Mm -hmm. this or that, you know, God, God could be anything. He could be whatever he is because the thing is none of us have been face to face with God. I can't say what God looks like because I've never met the guy. I I feel like I've interacted with God and I've had experiences with him, but I personally have never seen the face of God. So I don't think I can really weigh in on well this is God. Now I can know his attributes, and his character. I know that God is love, he is joy, he is peace. He is he brings salvation and to the world and all that stuff. Now I can know attributes and gifts and all those things, but I personally can't put my when the thing is when you start to put limitations on God, you literally limit the most limitless thing that's ever existed. Right. When 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 God is supposedly and I do believe this, regardless of if he's the God of the Bible or not, like if there is one all powerful being that started everything he's got to be infinite. You know what I mean? He, he's yeah. not finite. He, finite. He has to be infinite. So, you know, you hear this inside and outside of Christian culture, this idea that God and or science is infinite and that, you know, it's beyond our ability to comprehend. Like, that's got to be the only reason why hardcore science only believing people, you know, evolutionist to the furthest extent, which by the way, I do believe in evolution to a certain extent, but -hmm. people that like believe in it almost religiously, you know, there's a reason that they're almost okay just accepting the fact that they don't know things. And it's because they accept the fact that 
they're never gonna know it all and it's like they are literally they're literally at the same point they're at the same point we are but on the opposite end of the spectrum i wouldn't even say that i would say that they're at the same point we are they've just come to a, a a a hypothesis that's different okay and neither one can be tested proven yet because different side would imply like right or wrong or well yeah i mean one is a more uh we you know you talked about this on other podcasts with you know interview with an apologist one and two about how you have the moral argument that brings in more spiritual realities um on top of scientific realities Mm -hmm. and i definitely agree with joseph on that is that yeah Ultimately, the reason why I'm leaning toward the God of the Bible and toward Christ is because everything that I see portrayed of him and everything I've experienced in my life leads me to believe that he's calling out the morality within me, not for the sake of a law, but for the sake of all that is good in this earth. You know, like I don't take pleasure and war. And to be you know, honest, I don't take pleasure in someone being abused. You know, like I see that as wrong and I want to help those situations. Like that has to come from something other than myself. Well, and honestly, I think the times that God showed up the most is when people took the cap off of him and when when people took the limitations off who God was. Like look at Jesus feeding the 5,000 and yeah. the 4,000. It didn't look possible, but he literally showed up in a limitless way that no one else could have. And then that led people to believe all the miracles that Jesus accomplished, all the miracles in the old Testament that led the, um, the Jews to believe in, in Yahweh, all of the, it, I think it's the miraculous. It's the limitless things that it's like it's the unexpected. Yeah. It's the unexpected, the unexplainable things that it's like, there's no freaking way that could have happened. And, quails falling from the sky manna from heaven water from a rock these things are they're they're miraculous they're called miracles for a reason because there's no logic to them so i think when we take the limit the problem with modernized christianity is we literally put a lid on god we put the limitations on who god is and what he can do and you see it in different denominations and different there are some churches that believe in tongues, some that don't, some that believe in the miraculous, some that don't, some that believe the Bible is the one true word of God. Most of them agree on that. But you know what I'm saying. But you have some that add books to it. Yep. You have some that preach more from... Um, <laughs> modern authors than they yep. do from the word itself. And I, I mean, I'm not going to say that that's wrong if those modern authors are... That's another topic, but I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. There, <clears throat> obviously, there's differences between denominations. There's differences between people. Like you're, you're, you're never going to go to any church, any group of people for that matter. Let's let's eliminate all the labels. You're never going to go to any group of individuals, and and ask them the same questions and have them answer it a hundred percent the exact same way. Unless they got ahead, unless they read your notes ahead of time and they all work together to give exactly the same answer for some higher agenda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everyone is in a different place. And if God is a good God at all, if God is just at all, he's not going to judge according to whether or not you had the exact right answer or not. And if your understanding was perfect. Yeah. 
And that's one more reason for me to believe the Bible, or at least the larger message of it, even if every single word isn't accurate. The larger message is God judges by the heart. So one more reason to lean toward it. But I don't know, man. Like, we were just talking, and I just, like, for the first time, really, truly, probably in my whole life, I'm admitting that I'm not this thing, this person, person that I've always claimed to be not not that I'm any different than I've been necessarily mm-hmm. for a while but I'm realizing that if I were to put a label on things which I hate doing but people eat it up yeah if you want to know who I am I'm I'm not your everyday standardized Christian. And if you're family of mine, if you're friends of mine that have known me forever, I'm sorry if this reaches down into your heart and makes you want to pray for me and think I'm not saved and all this stuff. You know, but if I'm to lean on any faith at all, I'm going to lean on a faith that tells me to be honest. Exactly. So I'm going to be honest. Yeah. I mean, this is where I'm at. The two things that I pointed out to you at the beginning of our conversation, you were talking, I was just listening to you, and the two things I pointed out were, one, you have to acknowledge and understand where you're at, and then two, figure out where you want to go from there. Yeah. Because if not, you're going to, not just you, I'm talking generalizations right, right here. Right. If, you, if you're not willing to do, make those two steps, you're going to spend your entire life faking to be someone that you're not. If you're in a spot where you are doubting, what even if you're doubting whether or not you believe in God himself, the longer you go without facing that head on and figuring out what you believe, the longer you're going to let doubt build up yeah. and the longer you're going to be living a lie, in my opinion, which is the most, I don't know, the, the worst part about it, I think. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't think... God wants us to live a lie. If we're at a spot where... I don't think science wants us to live a lie. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It, let, let's just say there is no I mean, spiritual reality. Dude. Let's just look at science. Science doesn't want frauds. Like, I mean, I don't know where I'm going with that, but I, I got to believe that it's true. Like, I don't know. Go ahead. Somebody's well, going to prove me wrong on that, but... Well, what I was going to say is that you even in the Bible... You have people who confronted God with like, dude, where are you? Yeah. You said you were going to show up. You said you were going to be here. I've been waiting. I don't see you. And the thing is, it's okay to doubt. And that's something that the the church has instilled fear in us. Like you can't have doubt. You got to have strong faith. You just got to pursue no matter what. Believe that God's on the other side, that he's going to pull you through this that this is just a valley and he's going to lift you up on the mountaintop. Yeah. yeah, that may be true. You may get there. That's awesome if you do. But it's okay to face your doubts head on and say, God, I don't know where you're at. God, I don't know about this Bible thing. I don't know about this evangelical lifestyle thing. I don't know about this church thing. It's o- This purity lifestyle thing, this purity culture thing. Yeah, whatever you know, it like- is, it's okay to doubt. It's okay to have questions. And I think God wants that. Some of the greatest men of God in the Bible that you see are the ones who struggled the most with their faith in God. Yeah. And it's because they allowed those things to help grow them. And that's the thing going back to like episode one of this podcast, 
a statement that I made was that, you know, when people are faced with, uh, I said specifically when people are burnt with church, but I think now I'm getting past that spot where I'm just burnt on church, but I'm just looking at religion as a whole. Um, when people get to a spot where they can be real with their faith and ask these things, you have two responses that you're going to get. You're either going to fall away from God because of fear and not wanting to work these things out, or you just get pushed away. Or two, these things are going to help grow you and mold you stronger as a Christian. And for me, I want to create this atmosphere where I feel like I can induce the latter because that's what I want. Through all of this, people can listen to this podcast and say, oh, those guys are such skeptics, pessimists, whatever you want to say about it. But honestly, I want... I want people to know God because I believe God's real. If God if God is who I understand him to be, it breaks my heart that anyone lives a life without thinking about him every day, without interacting with him every day. You exactly. I mean? It breaks my heart that I go days where you know, I can't say that I go a day without thinking about God because I really do think that every day he crosses my mind at the, at the very least. But like to acknowledge a week going by in my life where I don't seek after something, I don't want to say tangible, but something experiential from God, mm-hmm. I feel empty. And there's not been a week in my life, I don't feel, since I've committed my life to Jesus, where I haven't felt or experienced something. Even if it was just a quick even, acknowledgement. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey. Even, even if it was just a, a very quick understanding I got in my spirit or um, a a feeling I had while worshiping. Like there's yeah. always something. I mean, yeah, something I mean, there, there's always something on. supernatural yeah. or, or seemingly so that keeps me hanging on even in my moments of doubt. And I think when organized religion or when religious people try to tell someone that's questioning things that their doubt is a direct attack from the enemy I think that their words are an attack from the enemy. Yeah, You know, like, I, I heard an awesome sermon one time when I was in middle school um, from a man that I'm growing to respect more and more the older I get, even though I'm no longer close to him, that, you know, he was, he, he preached an unpopular sermon about Thomas, the, um, the disciple who doubted Jesus's resurrection until mm-hmm. he saw it firsthand. And in traditional Christian culture, we so often view and, and, and hear about the story of Thomas as this, oh, freaking, that Thomas guy was the worst of them all, except for Judas, because he just, <laughs> man, his faith sucked butt, you know? And it's like, can we really analyze that for a second? Like, this is a man who didn't say he wasn't willing to believe. This is a man who didn't even say completely that he didn't believe but that to confirm his belief at the very least he wanted to see it he wanted to feel it yeah he wanted to know based upon experience that it was real and maybe i'd have to go back and read that scripture again to be certain of this but i don't remember reading that jesus came to him and scolded him the the closest thing to scolding that he he said was Blessed are those who have believed without seeing. Yeah. But that's that's not to belittle Thomas. 
I don't believe Jesus said it to belittle Thomas. No, no. But to affirm him, him and say, thank you for believing and accepting in me as I've accepted you and believed in you. But furthermore, to everyone else that didn't need this, you know, you're, 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 you're blessed for not having the stress of having to struggle with that belief. Yeah. But if you do, I don't think Jesus is out to get you, especially now that he isn't a man, tangible, able to be seen and lived with and walked around with every day. Like, yeah, well, the, and the reason that the reason that doubt shipwrecks faith is because it's allowed to be built up so much. If I have a question... And because people don't nurture it. Well, th- think of it. Think of it this. If you have a doubt in your marriage, you figure it out. You talk with your spouse. You work it out. Yeah. Yeah, as a but, team. But when you have a doubt with God, you, you hide that stuff under the, under the carpet. You don't, Why? you don't let it out. Answer because, it why. I have an answer, but what's Because somehow it's, it's going to make you better as a Christian to not doubt. Because that means your faith is stronger, my brother, because yeah. you're rebuking that doubt. Yeah. So, Sarcastic. So by, so, by, so by squelching the pursuit of what will give you greater faith, you're going to grow your faith. Uh-huh. Makes sense Makes to me. sense to me. We can end the podcast on that. That's it. So if anybody wants to uh, buy our book, you know, go ahead. And how give. how to grow it's, faith? It's, it's discounted on Don't online right grow. now for twenty nine ninety nine. Mm. It's five pages long. Yes. Um, <laughs> it just it just says rebuke your doubt. Yeah, that's it. Doubt doubt is dumb. Doubt is dumb. Hashtag doubt is dumb. No, so. <laughs> Anyway, I'm I don't know I don't know like I'm looking forward to this um, podcast we're doing this weekend. Um, it's really going to ask some questions that are taboo to say the least within Christian culture, which I'm sure will excite a lot of people listening to this podcast. Yeah, um, it excites me. You know, I'm I'm coming into this open minded, but uh-huh. not accepting to believe the message, and I'm going to leave it at that until yeah. you hear what it is. Um, but, um, and that being said, we may release that podcast before this one. So, you know, whatever, but, yeah. um, who knows? I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I'm just wanting to be honest with Keith and we wanted to throw it on podcast form too, for anyone listening. Okay. I just want to be honest where I am. Cause if I'm helping to on occasion co-host this podcast, like I want you as an audience to know where I'm at. Um, I am going to look at the scientific discoveries of qualified individuals, as well as people that don't have doctorates and all this stuff, but use real methods to observe reality. Like, I want to look at that as being something valid, yeah. or at least worth considering, and pose those questions up against the common core spiritual beliefs of this world. Um, there's probably millions of different religions, you know, everyone probably has their own religion to a certain degree, but, um, as far as the mainstream, most popular religions, I want to pose those questions up against them Yeah, and see if they can stand. Yeah, that's good. And that's just, that's just the physical side of my faith. The... 
So supernatural side of my, that, that's that's the natural side of my faith, but the supernatural side of my faith says that there is. I fully believe because I've experienced it, not just because I want to believe in it, because I've experienced it. There is something supernatural, and some of it makes sense when lined up against Common Core world beliefs. Some of it, from what I've been taught, does not, and I want to get to the root of those gaps. Yeah. To fill in my life story because I don't want to be on my deathbed asking why. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like everyone else. I have regrets. I have questions. And I don't want to brush them under the rug and say that because of some belief somebody taught me from a sermon one time that my life answers are there when I still live in the past when i still have hurts when i still have doubts so i feel like in just a side note i feel like using that ex- explanation explanation man i cannot talk tonight listen guys it is 10 o'clock and i'm tired i had a really long day at work we both had bad days and i'm not going to go into it on the podcast but i almost lost my job today i'm in a lawsuit <laughs> i'll drink to that <laughs> i'll drink to that <laughs> But I think that that idea of rebuking your doubt in the name of building a strong faith is kind of like the effect that when you break your arm, your body shoots adrenaline into it to make you feel like you're not hurting. It's almost like the same effect. But then when that adrenaline leaves you, you're like, oh, shit, my arm's broke. This hurts like hell, dude. Yeah, it's like. So then at the end of it, like when you realize that. Oh, my doubt's still here. That's why people's faith gets shipwrecked because they're using some kind of adrenaline rush to make themselves feel like more stronger of a Christian. And maybe it's not their fault. Maybe it's just what they've been taught. But they're using that as an excuse to hide their doubt or rebuke their doubt in the Christian term as a way to make themselves feel like stronger of a Christian. But when they see that that's not working or when that effect, that adrenaline effect wears off, they see, wow, my Christianity sucks. And that's, that's at least one. It's going to suck when it's based on a feeling first off. Yeah. That's a whole nother topic we could talk about. Right. I mean, life is going to suck when you base (laughs) it on feelings because if you're a responsible human being, not to sound like every other super right-wing person out there but like so you're alt right now i'm not i, I don't even want to go there keith i, I don't <laughs> even want to talk about politics right now because i'm not going to be happy by the end of the night if that happens oh, but um tell those uh, liberal christians to <laughs> yeah i'm not <laughs> have you read keith, that no okay. listen i am i'm i'm so moderate right now it's not even funny so <laughs> listen i am just yeah, if if you're if you're going to live your life and view the success of your life based upon how you feel, then every responsible decision in your life that brings any kind of uh, physical stress, mental stress, whatever, all those good things that build character, no longer matter because they're bad because they don't feel good. So, again, that's another topic for another time. But like, the the fact that I'm in a place right now that is confusing that causes a lot of 
brain cells to be burnt thinking about all these things doesn't make me sad. Honestly, I'm I am a happier person right now than I've been in a long time because I feel so free. I don't want to say to be me because if I were if, if if I was just me like I wouldn't be doing I wouldn't work a job, you know, I would just be doing fun things, you know what I mean? Like if I was just oh, yeah. being me. But like at a deeper level, I feel I feel like I'm at a a more reasonable place in life, a, a place where I feel like the decisions I'm making are based upon something real, even if all the puzzle pieces aren't there. And I mean, let's be honest, this podcast has really been changing me not because um i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing yeah well i mean you determine for yourself i guess or we'll find out in 10 years where i'm at but i mean from now on we shall call this the millstone (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure some people think that (laughs) well we've we've called this the haven't you guys called this like the 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 mind grinder or something like that the blender the put your brain smoothie in there oh yeah yeah my brain's going through the smoothie and i hope it comes out in one piece yeah you know and for the better but um no like this in all reality not just because i've been listening to it and like oh these guys are so freaking cool man like they're such rebels bro like i can totally no like first off i've known these guys for a long time and without them even talking on the podcast i pretty much know what they're thinking because i'm in their lives on a daily basis and i have these conversations with them and nate can read minds that wasn't supposed to be on the podcast, Keith. <laughs> but um, that was actually really loud. But um, we'll keep it. I'm I'm just I'm just man. I, driving to work, to and from jobs, listening to these podcasts, and hearing that man these these brothers are mine. They're in the same place I'm at, largely. And you're a little bit further I, out there than most. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> and I'm just I, I'm cool with that. Um, I feel like I'm hey, right there. Hey, with I'm you, the though. I'm the um, I'm the trendsetter. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You're the real hipster. Yeah, bro. No, I feel like I'm right there with you. <laughs> so, um, I I don't know, man. Like, I just after starting to talk on this podcast and stuff, it really is just, man. Like, it has inspired me to just get more and more real. Like, I have a platform to be real now and to share that realness with the world. Like ever since, ever since I had a faith, you know, I, I, I claimed that I got saved when I was 16. And, um, ever since I believed in Jesus, like it's changed the way that I interact and speak with people. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of those changes, most of those changes still exist today. Um, that could be more evidence that Jesus is real, that he is the way, the truth, the life, and that everything I've been basing you know, my spiritual experiences on is, is true. But I just want to throw it out there that real quick, and I'll let you talk, is that I, um, I'm in a place now where I, I want that same heart that I've had before, where I've been actively involved in ministry and small groups out of my house and this, that, and the other, like, I want to take that same heart and apply it to this podcast. Like if this is, mm-hmm. if this is an avenue of my ministry, not necessarily like to point toward Jesus of Nazareth and the Holy Spirit. If it does, great. I hope it does. Honestly, my bias, my my Christian bias tells me that I want that to be the end goal. But mm-hmm. if it's not, 
I'm okay with that because all that I'm really after, all I've ever really ever been after is for people to see who I really am. And if what I really have is God, that they can see him in me. And my thing is, if we get at the end of this podcast, say we get 30, 40 episodes in, and there's just nothing going on, it dies off, it fizzles out, I don't care, because I'm not in it for the popularity. We literally started this thing because me and Ben had, in his words, some freaking awesome conversations. Yeah. And I want to talk about one of those, because... I feel like you mentioned that you feel more alive after talking about these things and opening up. And I feel like for me, when I left church, I felt so liberated. And I'm not saying everyone leave church, you're going to feel better. For some people, church is really good for them. For For a long time, I think church was hugely positive for me. But all that to be said... I when I left church, one song, and it's uh, by this this group called the United Pursuit Band. And if you haven't listened to this song, and if you're really trying to find truth in God, I would suggest putting this song on repeat because that's what I did, and I listened to it day in day out, and it just brought so much peace to my life. Um, it's called Looking for a Savior, and it starts off. He says, "I abandoned my addiction to certainty of life and my need to know everything." Um, these illusions cannot speak. They cannot walk with me at night. Um, as I taste of life's fertility. And then he goes in to say, I'm looking for a savior. I can see and know and touch one who dwells within the midst of us. And he's talking about, he's laying down his certainty for his future, for his callings, for his, for being, a a pastor or a worship leader or building a future in church or this or that or where you think your life is taking you. It's about laying all of that down and saying, here's where I'm at. Here's where what I think. Here are my doubts. Here are my struggles. Here are my strengths and my weaknesses. Let's figure this out, God. Let me get in. If I can just create a community of people who can get together and be willing to figure all that stuff out together. That's what I'm shooting for out of all of this. But you know what? If it ends up just being me and Nate and Ben and a few other people just figuring out more about each other and more about ourselves and what we think about God, I'm okay with it ending with that because I've grown so much through all of this. Yeah. Yeah. This last year has been a freaking greenhouse for me because I've just grown so much in my maturity in my walk with God. Yeah, even so. even even if no one is listening to this other than our immediate friend group yeah. that we're so close to, like I still feel like not to be Christianese about it, but I still feel like there's fruit being born from it. Yeah. Because these are discussions, you know, even if it is just between Keith and I at the moment, when someone else goes in and listens to it, they're kind of halfway participating in it. They're and joining in. They're our joining discussion. in, at least witnessing the conversations that we're having. And hopefully it's at least provoking good thought in your yeah, brain. Like even even if you have complete if even if you're in a completely different spot, that's that's cool. Like that's that's between you and <laughs> whatever it is you believe. <laughs> but um I'm just man, like I'm tired of yeah, like I'm tired of labels. Like I know that sounds so edgy yeah. and that sounds so Hi. like 
I know that sounds so post-Christian era and stuff, but I'm so, I'm so tired of, are you a Christian? Sorry, my Are you not? Yeah. Yeah. What a rude distraction. <laughs> wow. Man. What um, name are you going to call her tonight, Nate? <laughs> we're not, not going to go in there. We're that. not going to go in there. <laughs> what? Um, okay. Nate has this fun game. I like so to play when I, it comes okay, to because, because I know somebody's going to take that completely wrong. Um, it's all a joke. It's it's a, it's joke. a joke. I have frequently in a joking manner called Sometimes her accidentally. Co- some most almost always accidentally, at least at first. Since then, it's become a, a going on you know, okay. joke. But so now it's on purpose. At, now it's on purpose because it's funny. But <laughs> it it used to be accidental. I'd slip a word, whatever. Call her something I didn't mean to call her. Blah blah blah. May have been a little tipsy, <laughs> and it has since become very funny. Usually, it brings into question her masculinity. Yeah. Or or, or rather, I should say her femin- femininity. femininity. Fem- Fem- femininity. femininity. I think that's the word. Somebody sounds like like a somebody hashtag feminine with like I N a hundred times after it and then T Y. Sounds like that's what we just said. Like some kind of sea urchin or something like that. Like a, yeah, femininity. Yeah, see a femininity. femininity. See femininity. Sifa. Kefa. Uh, okay, we're, we just we're, lost. We're, we lost everyone. So if anyone's still listening, yes, basically, we love you. Um, forget that anyone ever entered the room. What I'm getting at is, I'm tired of I'm tired of adhering to a label for the sake that some might know God, when maybe the God that I've been preaching, I don't believe he's completely opposite than what I've been preaching. I believe that those divine attributes that I've been preaching of you know, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, mm-hmm. etc. Those things, which by the way are found in the Bible, but even if they aren't, those things that ruminate in my, you know, uh, what, what resonate, resonate, not ruminate, resonate in my spirit, like those are what I cling to, okay. and and those are things that make sense to me, and if nothing else, those character traits are things that the entire world over can agree to are good, mm-hmm. you know, to have. So I'm going to definitely cling to those and preach those. And when people see that in my character and they wonder why I look different than other people, then I can start to share with them my story, maybe show them this podcast, who knows, you know, about why I am where I am, wherever that may be. And it's not to convert them to anything. It's just to say, look, I full-heartedly believe that there's something more than the natural. There's some supernatural stuff going on, and that's got a lot of implications, and we need to figure it out because even if there's not hell, <laughs> even if there's not heaven, like mm-hmm. there's there's so much value to the fact that there's something beyond what we can see and hear that why why would that not be your your highest pursuit in life? You know what I mean? Like if there's anybody out there, if there's any agnostic person out there that's just all about science and just doesn't know if there's any spiritual truth, just think about everything you felt that you can't put a finger on, that you can't dis- explain with science. And imagine chalking all of that up to just being coincidence and tell me that you're actually okay with accepting that and I'll be willing to let you off the hook. 
And that's not coming from the <laughs> That's not coming from a bad heart. Well, and, and that question itself is not coming from necessarily the um, apologetic description of a Christian. It's just as a person. Just as me, as Nate, as, as somebody yeah. that's lived almost 24 years on earth. This is what I understand to be worth anything. Like, yeah. my wife could die. I could lose my job. I could lose my car. Don't even too you know, soon. Like, mate. I'm just too yeah, soon. right, right. <laughs> I can't talk about that right now. Like, I, <laughs> I could be homeless. Like, all this stuff could happen, and I could just hate life. But there's no unless maybe I get like some severe Alzheimer's or something. There's no forgetting what I've been through. There's no denying what I personally know I've experienced and what is true mm-hmm. that's telling me that there's something outside of this that I have to be diligent to find the truth of. And me just accepting what a pastor says on a Sunday morning is the answer to all my questions isn't enough for me. I'm tired of that. Yeah. Right. And I think that's where a lot of our culture is. That's why me and Ben just did that two-part um, series about talking about why millennials aren't going to church. So yeah. anyways, check it uh, out. Yep, go check it out. Check out all the other podcasts. Uh, share it with your friends if you want to be cool. And uh, yeah, uh, we will see you guys this weekend. And we've got a really cool episode coming Coats up for looking you. Looking forward to it, bruh. Yeah, man. So see you later, everybody. Nate, tell everyone bye. Thank you for listening to me rant for almost 50 minutes. Appreciate yeah. you all. Love you all. Be blessed. I mean that. I'm not telling you that because somebody told me to tell you that. I'm telling you that because it's real. <laughs> See you, friends. Peace out.